0: Happy Holidays, welcome to Speak and Be Heard, Episode 4. This week we'll be talking about 2009, we're going to be looking back on it, what was important, what shaped our lives, what will shape our lives to come. We're talking about a bunch of holiday gifts you should get for your, you know, your friends, your relatives. Get those toy me. hamsters. Get them for me. I don't care. Me. <laughs> and also another top five to look forward to. I'm T.J. Peterson. I'm Adrian Silverman. I'm David Morrison. And joining us this week is Bianca Unger.
1: Hello.
0: 2009 obviously had a lot of significant events. We lost a lot of big celebrity figures. There were some changes on the airwaves. We all thought we were going to die of swine flu. But I think that the most important event of the year was Obama's inauguration. It was surrounded with a lot of controversy at its beginning when the senator had a little miscue with the oath. But his presidency
1: is definitely surrounded with a lot of controversy, too. So basically, everyone's expecting Obama to do the impossible. Well, that's because he kind of pledged to do the
0: impossible. He pledged to change the world with his politics, but I don't know really what he can do with such little you know, experience.
2: I think he promised a little more than he could handle. I mean, one of his big promises was to close down Guantanamo, and he did originally, but uh, it's not going to be closing down. That's one of his big... Uh... No, I think it is still going to be closing
0: down, but they're having a lot of trouble doing it. Well, uh, I think he bit off a little more than chew. Well, I think that exactly. I think well, that Guantanamo is a better example of what you're saying. He bit off more than he can chew. These things, he's saying them as if he can do it, and five seconds later it'll be done, but Guantanamo is obviously a complicated thing to close, and it's not going to be very easy for him to do that in, like, two or three days.
2: Well, the government did uh, acquire, as of, I don't know, five minutes ago, uh, a prison in Illinois, and they are planning on transferring the Guantanamo
0: prisoners to that prison. Alright, let's move on. The uh, movie industry is looking better than ever.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, this is probably the best year for
2: movies. Uh, industry um, analysis expect the movie industry for this year to have a revenue of over $10 billion at the end of December. Uh, right now it's about $9.5 billion, but we have a major movie coming up at the end of this week, Avatar, from James Cameron, not to be uh, indeed, uh, confused with that Nickelodeon cartoon thing. And the M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. That's coming out next summer, but Avatar, the most expensive movie of all time. It's been in the works
1: for 12 years. It's being very hyped in the movie community. The question is, will he deliver? So far, reviews have been pretty positive. As of this moment, an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is good. Usually the Rotten Tomatoes community is fairly critical and we we so a score above an 80 is always good. Uh, but the only, th- the only thing I'd like to point out is that even the, though this might be the most financially successful year, at least in the summer, it wasn't exactly the best, critically. <laughs> I mean, <that's>, uh, Transformers, <laughs> New Moon. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, there was
0: certainly a lot of crap in the cinema this summer. Uh,
2: Terminator Salvation, Transformers, uh, G.I. Joe, so many franchises ruined
1: by horrible movies. I'd like to point out that I actually enjoyed G.I. Joe. That's right. I, it was a fun popcorn movie, but otherwise, nothing really there. Well, outside of the popcorn, do you think it had a good story or anything? No. I saw even just the action movies that were failing, I guess. It was kind of... Every movie. I went out and saw Time Traveler's Wife and I had to critique it so poorly
2: that I couldn't post my critique anywhere. Wasn't Edward Norton in that.
0: I don't know how you can combine sci-fi and romantic comedy and have it be successful at all. Uh
2: among critics and the box office combined there are three it seemed to be three movies this summer that were uh loved a couple of them surprises up which was Pixar, So No Surprises, and Glorious Bastards, which is Quentin Tarantino's biggest
0: grossing film now, and District 9, which just came out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't a surprise to see a Tarantino film successful, but Inglorious Bastards doing better than like the huge success
1: of Pulp Fiction is kind of a surprise. You can say that, I guess, Star Trek did, did a pretty good job, both critically and commercially. Right, I that so. about that. that was what Star he, Trek is no longer a small group of people. For
0: its accessibility, Star Trek was incredible. Well, the airwaves pretty shook up this year with Jay Leno's leaving The Tonight Show but returning in a prime time slot on NBC, Conan taking up his Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon getting his own late-night TV show. It was a bunch of changes for sure.
2: I agree. Now, NBC has already been horrible in the ratings the past couple of years, and the Jay Leno show is flunking miserably in the ratings. It was a bad move on their part.
0: Well, I generally enjoy Conan on The Tonight Show more than I enjoy.
2: Same here, I don't well, I don't know why people think Jay Leno was funny, uh, apparently people don't much anymore
0: seeing how his show is to be His prime time, oh jeez, I'm getting like laryngitis or something. His slot had a lot of competition from primetime shows on the other networks, you know ABC, CBS, and with a lot of new late night shows, George Lopez got his own show, Wanda Sykes got her own show, it was interesting for late night shows this year.
2: Aside from the talk shows, though, there have been a a lot of big events and changes on TV this year. Um, For starters, Obama's been regularly interrupting our primetime shows. uh, ABC or NBC should just give him a television show. Um, Other notes. Scrubs returning for a ninth season, becoming the longest sitcom on TV, even if it's not as good as before. Uh, Joss Whedon had another new show on Fox. Uh, He should have known it would be canceled from Start seeing how you know it's on Fox. The Simpsons 800th season continually worse. <laughs> um, family Guy being Family Guy. Yes. The spin off Cleveland show being not as successful. Trying to be uh, uh, another Family Guy, but you know, after three shows, I think Seth MacFarlane is losing his magic.
1: And then Lost also died this year. How could you say that? Well, why? they got off the island. I mean, they Lost. got
2: back on the island but after they got off. I, like, that doesn't make sense. That show should be over. That's the point of Lost. Lost doesn't make sense. That's but, why. Yeah, guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, listen.
1: It's J.J. Abrams. He's the guy who makes the best way to vomit ever Cloverfield. <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek was amazing. Yeah, Star Trek, Star Trek was good, is amazing. But, um, Alias. TV years ago. I guess I. You're saying that Lost is getting worse than I guess JJ Abrams isn't always perfect.
2: Well, JJ Abrams only produces the show. He has no actual role in it. He only feels the one. There is only
0: one certain truth on Lost, and that is the characters will always be on the island. Except for the ones who die on the island. They will either die or they will be on the island forever. Yeah, let's move on to next overall. One of the big topics this year in our entertainment industry was the deaths of a lot of really important entertainment figures like Michael Jackson, who obviously had the best-selling record of all time, or Farrah Fawcett, who starred in many movies in the 70s and the 80s, and Billy May's TV personality. It was a very
2: tragic year for celebrity deaths. There, there was that one week over the summer, though, where you, you mentioned them. We had Fawcett, May's, uh, Jackson, we also had McMahon. They all died within a week of each other. That was Probably one of the biggest weeks of celebrity deaths
0: ever. It hit the entertainment community pretty hard, seeing that these were very, very important people in their respective industries. McMahon, a classic late night personality. Obviously, Michael Jackson sold millions and millions of records, and Billy Mays was at the height of his meme popularity. I still used to see his commercials on TV.
1: Yeah, I've seen new ones.
0: Of
2: that? Um, they brought him back from the dead. <laughs> probably using those special effects from the new Avatar movie to uh,
0: recreate him digitally. And, and another death that we um, uh, have not mentioned yet, Patrick Swayze also fell to, I believe it was cancer.
1: Yeah.
0: We also had the death of Tiger Woods' career. <laughs> I had to say it. Okay, <laughs> to say that is the first Tiger Woods joke of this episode. Keep oh, man. Well, speaking of death and imminent
2: paranoia, swine flu. I remember when it all started back in April, I remember watching the news. Analysis expect that we can have over 3 million deaths by the end of the
1: year worldwide. Well, nice to see that panned out, didn't it? Well... I'd like to point out that last episode we did an in-depth coverage of swine flu, but in there I made a little mistake. I said that regardless of whether you do the regular injection or the nasal spray, is the same, but it's not. Nasal spray is for kids. You don't have a choice. Go figure. Swine flu
0: for kids. What's that? I've just been informed with very few words that we're actually combining this broadcast with the 2009 speakease. Woo! Yeah.
1: Yeah, everyone applaud. No, no, we got some All right, this year what we are got the a, Speakies. So the Speakies, I,
0: <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Well, the Speakies are Speak and Be Heard's annual award show,
1: their first annual award show, and we are probably never have it again. They have the same prestige but uselessness as a Grammy Award. You can always call yourself a Speaky winning or nominated person, but it doesn't mean anything. All right, we got a big
0: cast of winners this year. Let's get right to it. These awards are for the best of this year, 2009.
1: All right, first award for Biggest Pandemic, Kanye West Jokes. The Best TV Show, Real Mistresses of Tiger Woods. And you thought I was going to say Mad Men. Best Movie, Up. Best Directing, J.J. Abrams for Star Trek.
0: Best Score, Tiger Woods. Heyo. Most Explosions, Michael Bay, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen.
1: Worst Movie, New Moon.
0: Best Off-The-Cuff Rant, Christian Bale. Best Onomatopoeia, Black Eyed Peas. Best horror film, New York Stock Exchange.
1: Best comedy channel, Fox News. Best
2: sound effects, who else speak and be heard?
0: And finally, our last award for best podcast goes to... I am just biting my nails in
1: anticipation. I have no idea who it'll be. And it's
0: Car Talk on NPR. What? What?
1: I'm so How did they win? We, we rigged it. Oh this God. is a take so and show. How did they
2: win? And I thought you rigged the votes for us, David. Gasp. Wait, who was voting? Who
0: voted anyway? Was it you? My bad.
2: Bianca. I voted for Car Talk, too. <laughs> I'm suing all of you.
0: I could have had a. I just absolutely. You could have been a contender. You could have been somebody. I
2: almost got a Speaky.
1: So. Well, there, you already did for the sound effects you don't edit.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. You need to find a holiday gift for that special someone? we're not available, or you're luck because on this episode, Speak and Be Heard will be discussing the top holiday gifts to get for your special sunlight.
1: For the record, I don't actually own my gift. For the record, I got my gift for free.
0: Well, it doesn't matter because we have the gifts and we are going to be discussing them. So, David, why
1: don't we get started with um, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? So unless you've been living under an N64 for the past few years, you would know that the Call of Duty series has been loved by many gamers for its excellent first-person shooting in the World War II setting. But then in 2007, developer Infinity War shocked everyone by releasing Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. As the game's name implies, it took place in modern times. Good graphics, great gameplay, and a, a multiplayer mode that is addicting and ripped off by everyone else nowadays helped to make this game loved by everyone and a massive seller. After the series went back to World War II, we are now here this year with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's pretty easy to argue that this is the most anticipated game of 2009. The game is divided into three parts, you have your campaign, multiplayer, and a new mode called Special Ops, which is essentially a cooperative campaign. The campaign is more or less what you expect after playing Modern Warfare. It plays out like a big budget action movie, but this time with a lot more variety in where you are and what things you do. You have snowmobile chases, you're in a town in Brazil, you're underwater. For a very short time where you don't actually do much, you're even in space. Some people may actually be wondering, what's the story like? If you listen to the comm chatter enough, you'll notice that there is a bit of a story that continues from the first game, where you have Russian ultra-nationalists wanting revenge on the death of their leader, which happened in the first game. But really, it's too much like your average action movie. So pretty implausible, crazy things going on. There'll be a few moments that you'll be rolling your eyes at or going, holy god, that's amazing. Also, the campaign is a bit short by video game standards but it's such an adrenaline rush that you probably won't care anyway.
0: Alright, so now we know about single-player, David. Tell us about the multiplayer.
1: Why? I'd be delighted to talk to you about multiplayer. Multiplayer in the first Modern Warfare arguably set a trend for current first-person shooters as far as the way multiplayer works. And the way it worked was that you would have your usual death matches, capture the flags and all that, but things you would have RPG style leveling up where as you gained ranks, you would get new weapons and abilities. Well, Modern Warfare 2 is the same, but more of it, with a few minor cosmetic improvements and changes. The newest part of the game is the so-called Special Ops Campaign. What it is, is it's essentially a co-op campaign with no real story purpose to it, but to have fun. And in that sense, it does very well. There are a whole bunch of different scenarios, such as defending a small area with a lot of heavy firepower and sneaking past groups that are searching for you with nothing but your wits and your sniper rifle. And it all leads up to a very enjoyable experience that you can have with a buddy. But the thing is, if you or your friend aren't that good at the game, you'll have trouble advancing to the next set of challenges, which can lead to frustration later on, but otherwise it's a fun, enjoyable addition to an already great package.
0: So obviously Modern Warfare 2 is a very popular holiday gift, but who would you recommend that someone should give it to.
1: Basically, if you're a guy who's anywhere from 8th grade to your late 20s and you like shooters, I would recommend this game to you.
0: Alright, so let's move on now to our review of Up. I'm going to be reviewing that. So when Up came out in mid-2009 it was a very 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 successful movie both critically and commercially so seeing it as one of the most um, uh, desired Christmas gifts on the market is not really a surprise. It made $293 million in the United States and over $500 million worldwide. And a lot of people thought it was the movie of the year. The movie's elderly protagonist, Carl Fredrickson, originally has to leave his home and go to a nursing home by order of law. But instead of doing that, he hatches a harebrained scheme to tie a lot of balloons to his house and fly to South America, which had been a childhood dream of his after seeing some movies of one of his favorite explorers who went to South America in search of a rare bird. But his scheme gets caught up when a boy scout visits his porch and forgets to leave before he ties all the balloons to his house, so he actually has to come along with Carl. Predictably, they come across a crazy cast of characters and in some wild scenarios they end up learning a thing or two. Uh,
2: I would like to interrupt without asking previously for a quick moment, I just want to say up Is like Indiana Jones 4 except it's animated it does not have aliens and it's actually good and worth the money.
0: Well I think it's an argument to be made that Indiana Jones was partially worth the money but let's move on so this DVD comes along with two mini films the first mini film what Pixar likes to do is they like to show like a five-minute film that has no dialogue and this one was called Partly Cloudy and it comes along with another one which stars the talking dog in the movie Doug and it's appropriately titled Doug's Special Mission. The deluxe edition also comes with a documentary and deleted scenes plus an alternate ending. So I would say yeah, Up is worth the buy, you should get it for anyone who enjoys Pixar Disney movies.
1: Or you can go all out if you have a Blu-ray player and get the four-disc package that has the movie, all those special features mentioned before, a DVD and a digital copy, but obviously only if you got Blu-ray, which I'm sure it looks great on.
0: Well, if you, like many critics, thought that Elf was the movie of the year, then I would recommend the Blu-ray Deluxe Edition. That is, of course, if you have a Blu-ray player. Now let's move on to Adrian's review of Guitar Hero Van Halen. Adrian?
2: Well, because of the Guitar Hero 5, uh, I bought it back in October, which meant I could get the Guitar Hero Van Halen for free on the Wii. I took that offer, because um, come, on, come on, it's free. Unfortunately, I did not like the game. I found it disappointing. Unlike Guitar Hero Metallica and Guitar Hero Aerosmith, the Van Halen game was just cheap. They did not put that much work into it. The engine that the game ran on was from Guitar Hero 4, not even the recent Guitar Hero 5. When the game was first announced, it was already controversy about how Sammy Hagar was not in it, Michael Anthony was not in it, so half the Van Halen fan base was already mad, so it wasn't looking to not a bright future. Oh, there's only 25 Van Halen songs on it, uh, and the rest of the songs were picked by Wolfgang Van Halen, who replaced Mike Anthony as the bassist.
0: And these choices were pretty random, weren't they? I mean, Wolfgang picked songs by Blink-182, Third Eye Blind, and he put that Stacy's Mom song by Fountains of Wayne that was popular in the 90s.
2: Exactly, there is no relation between the Van Halen songs and the non-Van Halen songs
0: on, on this game. I mean, what they did for Metallica is, Metallica released an album full of covers, and they put all of those songs in the game by the original artist. Van Halen has been known to do a lot of covers, you really got me by the Kinks. For example, I mean, they've been able to put other Kinks songs in Guitar Hero games, so there's not an excuse of the impossibility to get those songs, so why didn't they just put in the songs that Van Halen covered?
2: Um, This game came out in close proximity to Beatles Rock Band, so obviously there's going to be comparisons, and of the two, looking at the two, this game is The Roadkill by a long shot. This game was a cheap effort, not much time was put into it. The engine, the graphics, everything is at least 1 year old. I would not recommend this game for the full store price if you can find it cheaper, it's possibly used, go for it, but for the I think the $60 they're charging for it new, no way.
0: Who would you say it's more valuable to, a Van Halen fan or a Guitar Hero fan?
2: Definitely Van Halen fan. I mean, if you are a Van Halen fan, you are going to love rocking out to the Eddie Van Halen solos. If you're not a Van Halen fan, you might not appreciate this game that much.
0: So that wraps up our holiday gift segment. David, turn off the mic.
2: I'm going to kill TJ.
0: All, All right, on. moving on before I die, the top five. back with the top five, this week's top five, this is the top
1: five weirdest holiday songs, um, uh, you probably won't hear these on the radio. We're doing this because we have to give you a top five, as a gift from us to you.
0: Alright,
2: number five, I saw daddy discussing a domestic partnership with Santa Claus.
1: Number four,
0: grandma got run over by a reindeer and she's suing. Number three, the economically adjusted five and a half
1: days of Christmas. Number two, rip off the blue toad reindeer. And number one, all I want for Christmas is a government bailout. Well, David, you just take it, take it, take
0: it. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Speaking with Be Heard. I'm TJ Peterson. I'm David Morrison. I'm Adrian Silverman. See you next year.
2: She thinks i much too thin. She asks me if I'm sick. What's to do with friends like Nick?
0: Of course, Speak and Be Heard couldn't be the awesome monstrosity that it is without our awesome music, so we'd like to thank the artists for not suing us for using their songs. The intro song was Art Arsenal by After Drive-In. The transition between the intro and the year in review for 2009 was Third Eye Blinds, so Don't Believe a Word. The transition from the main segment of the 2009 in review to our holiday gift segment was Make Light by Passion Pit transition from our holiday gift segment to our top five which you gotta believe by the rocket summer and finally ending the episode with Jack's mannequin get holiday from here, when it's all over, come back
2: for another-